be because how it's being portrayed is you know these muslims are homophobic and they don't want to teach k- their kids about the existence of you know <coughs> yeah, um, I mean, kids yeah, with two yeah, mums or look, two look, dads we, or whatever. what we're saying is that you know let let um, we, we can live in a respectful and tolerant manner with uh, uh, despite having differences despite having moral differences mm-hmm. uh, l- let let us live our lives according to our morals and 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 uh, uh, the LGBT uh, members can live their lives according to their morals. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not imp- we, we will not impose our morals on you. You do not impose your morals on us. Uh, that, that's quite s- simply you know, w- w- what it is. But in, in terms of... Um, I, I know there has been a lot of um, uh, misinformation in the media. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't think that <coughs> we should dwell on that too much. Look, I- I- every community in Britain that you know, shares our morals, it's a concern for them. And, and the way we have tackled it is, mm-hmm. you, you will find that, you, know, you take Shkid for example, uh, uh, Fatima and Mariam, these are young um, parents, uh, and, and, they, um, and they're articulate, they've been born and raised here in Britain, they've had all their education here, and, and it's these mums and dads that, that, that are the ones that will actually make a difference. They're, they're the ones... They're the extremists. <laughs> well, okay, in quotation marks, yeah. In the, the, we, we are, yeah. No, we, we are saying, we're, we're asking, don't force your morals on us. Yeah. That's extremism, that's totalitarian attitude. Uh, and, and it's not us who are forcing anything on anybody else. Assalamu alaikum, dear viewers. This is uh, your host, Salman Bhatt, and welcome to this uh, special unscripted podcast by Islam21C. Uh, we've seen that uh, Muslim parents in Birmingham have been centre of another recent uh, media controversy. Um, in, I think, uh, what was the name Park, of the area? Park, Parkfield, Parkfield School and, and Anderson Park Anderson School. Anderson Park School. Uh, in terms of LGBT teaching um, of kids, right? So we've got two people who've been uh, at the centre of uh, this kind of uh, controversy, uh, so to speak. And uh, let's just start with introduction. So my my name is Amir Ahmed. I've um, been uh, campaigning at uh, Parkfield School, which was where it all became national news. Mm-hmm. Um, they're under me- in in mediations now at the moment, and uh, um, but uh, at Anderson Park School, which is also in Birmingham, mm-hmm. uh, their uh, protests are continuing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I've been a campaigner there. I'm, all, I'm also my, my my kids go to one of the schools okay. nearby. Okay, excellent, exactly. And Molana Abdullah. Bam. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Molana Abdullah. Bam. And uh, it's awkward saying that title in front of your name, really, because <laughs> uh, it's awkward. Um, but basically, um, uh, we were from West Yorkshire, Batley, mm-hmm. Dewsbury region. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like Batley, Dewsbury, Huddersfield, Wakefield. And Bradford, so these are the major towns around us or cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, kind of like got involved with looking and following the petition that came around on people's WhatsApp groups okay. uh, to you know grant parents rights to opt out from this new uh, stream of teaching yeah. that they were about to introduce. So that was for some months ago. Also got involved in the consultation when it first came out and responded. On RSE, on RSE, on yeah, and, uh, yeah. So that's my own personal little bit that I do. Yeah, when you just sat yeah. around looking through your WhatsApp messages, and uh, as things developed, you know, the horror of what was about to come into the community, into into the midst of our communities, mm-hmm. uh, became more and more apparent. 
So, um, you know, we went to a meeting of the community and then from there we became a group, on a WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm. And then there was a huge interest from the public, uh, parents. So the group quickly became 200 people, 250 people. And then we had to open up another group. And it was really a solution-finding chat room. Yeah. How can we, you know, what can we do to tackle this issue? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, is it going to become law? Is there anything else that we can do? So it was in and around that. And uh, right now we're kind of like bringing together a parent pack. Okay. Uh, and that's been a slow development cause, because there's uh, possibly out of the 3.3 million, 3.5 million, there's probably 2 million of those are kids at school. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. So three how million do you, Muslims. Yeah, out of yeah. 3.5 million Muslims in the UK, probably 2 million of those will be children. So how do we reach the parentage of these children? How can we protect them? How does yeah. the issue get out there? And so that's what we've been involved in. And uh, more recently we met through Birmingham, Amir mm-hmm. and I. Uh, there could have been, there would have been an opportunity to move early, earlier, but it wasn't Muqaddar. Uh, and Alhamdulillah, there's been a lot of progress in it ever yeah. since we've met, actually. Alhamdulillah. So, I mean, um, Birmingham in particular has been the centre of uh, a lot of media hysteria the last few days. So, do you want yes. to can give a bit of a background yes, on what um, that's about? Yeah. Because it's also been subject to a lot of um, kind of very, very one-sided media reporting, painting the Muslim parents as just some kind of tiny radical element who've you know these whatsapp groups you talk about they've, they've been sh- they've been dis- uh, portrayed as some kind of sinister plot to you know yeah. do something malicious so this is the this is your chance to you know set the record straight what 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 is yeah. the actual issue here yeah well um, the, the the actual issue quite simply the the core issue for the parents is that uh, they don't wish their children's mor- morality to be changed over um, mm-hmm. uh, issues such as lgbt uh, lifestyles. Um, the schools, it seems, have very surreptitiously been teaching um, LGBT values over many years. Uh, in Parkfield, we found that uh, Andrew Moffat was running the No Outsiders program and using phrases such as um, uh, uh, you know, we're celebrating diversity and difference and we're teaching equality, but in effect, they were basically proselytizing. Um, homosexuality to children starting from the age of four mm-hmm. and, and and this only became par- apparent widely to the parent community at Parkfield um, once um, uh, um, mums like um, well in fact Fatima went to the papers uh, uh, earlier this year uh, Fatima is, is a young mum at Parkfield school uh, and, and also Maryam as well who, another young mum at Parkfield school uh, they, uh, Mariam started a petition, uh, and uh, and then they, she called upon me to 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 help, and uh, and Fatima then subsequently went to the newspapers, and this was after they had repeatedly tried to explain to the school that look, this is against our moral values, uh, and uh, we we uh, and we don't we simply don't want you teaching our children this okay to be gay. Mm-hmm. That that is proselytizing our children. You're over the period of their primary schooling. You're changing the children's view. You're you're, or you're influencing it for them to believe that this is uh, normal. It's acceptable, and and that's just not right. Is this something specific to Parkview or? Um well, what we've discovered, in fact, is that it's quite widespread. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there were four schools in the Lee Trust. Uh, who were also implementing no outsiders, 
uh, Nansen School, where my son goes, was, was implementing no outsiders. Um, but these schools withdrew the program. I mean, the Lee Trust uh, suspended the program until they um, uh, consult parents after Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were very sensible about it. Uh, but, but at Parkfield, um, uh, Andrew Moffitt and Hazel Pulley, the chief executive officer uh, for the academy, uh, simply dug their heels and, uh, uh, and treated the parents with contempt, quite honestly. They had done petitions. They repeatedly asked uh, the, the school not to teach these values. Um, and, and you know what the school should have started doing is coming to um, uh, start discussing it with the parents, see what their concerns were, how they can do things differently, how, how they can perhaps uh, you know, accommodate the parents. But, but, but I suppose it was difficult for them to do that because they had been lying. Well, effectively, uh, you know, they had been dishonest and deceitful with the parents for, for a long period of time. So the picture that's being painted in the mainstream media is that you know all schools are doing this and there's just a small group of parents that are making a fuss in one or two schools. So what you're saying is, it, it sounds like you're saying is um, the rest of the schools, in, at least in your area, they listened to parents' issues and they said, okay, let's consult. But it's the, the two schools that didn't um, you know, agree to consult with parents that, that, that protests are happening at, right? Well, th- I think th- there are a lot of schools where this is being taught. Uh, some schools have, mm-hmm. um, uh, have been sensible and, and decided, look, we, if I think all schools were aware that this is a, con- you know, there's about 240,000 Muslims in, in Birmingham. There's mm-hmm. over 60,000 Muslim children in Birmingham. Um, there's over, over se- 70 uh, schools that are majority um, Muslim uh, uh, w- w- that have a pupil population that's majority Muslim. They, they very well know that these are unacceptable uh, values to this community. But they still, I think, because of uh, government um, uh, regulations and government policy and Ofsted in particular, were pushing schools to teach this anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but those schools that were sensible, they've they, they've um, deci- they've decided that actually, look, we're gonna uh, pull back from this, um, and so so it's it's not a question that it's just a few parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, in our community, you know, we are ill-represented um, politically. Um, parents uh, are, are not very vocal. Uh, they're, they're very passive. In fact, they're, they're very respectful and tolerant generally. In fact, they, they, they live a sort of stoic life, if you mm. life, if you like, in that they don't. They will suffer uh, a lot of intolerance um, quietly. Um, yeah. uh, so, so you know, it, it's not. Uh, there may be a small number of people who are speaking out, but actually I know for a fact, for example, at Anderton Park, uh, this Monday, uh, because the school was not listening to the parents, uh, last week we campaigned for uh, parents to withdraw their children for one day from the school, and this Monday 600 children didn't go to school. That's almost wow. 80% uh, of, of the school population uh, did not, uh, pupils did not go. Um, and, and and but but when you at our protests you'll find that there are much fewer parents mm. participating in the protests because they, they you know, parents perhaps don't like to do that sort they of thing. They want to rock the boat. 
well, it's not just rock the boat. You know, there, there are a lot of mums who don't want to show their faces to the to, to the yeah. uh, to the cameras. They're very conservative um, uh, um, individuals. Mm. Uh, they, they, uh, they, you know, they, they don't want to be seen in public in that manner. Um, mm. But morally, almost a hundred percent of the parents are with us. This is why we mm. got a huge withdrawal from the. Uh, from the school. I mean, on the uh, on the media broadcast and 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 news uh, programs, they didn't mention anything near six hundred. They just said you know, a few kids weren't brought to school. Yeah, I mean, th- you know, th- no, that I think they admitted to about half as children yeah. being away. But mm. uh, I think Brother Shaquille and Amir stood outside the school early that morning uh-huh. and uh, counted the children that went in, and they only managed to count about one hundred and thirty. So there again, there's media deceit, but. Uh, but the reporter did say that even 300 is a lot of parents making their case yeah. that they don't want this teaching in the school. Now, I'll just uh, interject now that I am talking, because I didn't want to disturb Brother Amir. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, no, what it is, is from our point of view, the rest of us in the country, for example, we had it that this is going to be rolled out in September, mm-hmm. September of 2020. So basically, we didn't know what was happening in Birmingham. We're just looking at it from our point yeah. of view. It's just recently been passed by 550 MPs. It's going to go to the House of Lords. The, they may approve it, they may disapprove it. Everybody write to this guy, write to that guy, email this guy, email that guy. But did that include the content of what was being taught? It's no, just the fact that from our point relationship of, education. So what it is, is, the point is, it's been what came as a shock to the rest of the country is what, mm. that it's been rolled out in Birmingham from a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, after the Trojan horse, I wouldn't be surprised it was... That's when it began. So what they're selling us in the media is uh, RSE is coming to you in September 2020. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is a consultation. They're going to vote on it. Okay, it's been passed. So you've still got... So then they said, right, some of this material will get rolled out from any time now, basically, because it's got passed. So we're like, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Well, we had no solutions because it's become, uh, you know, it's statutory, it's in the law, mandatory, they're going to teach this. So in the first instance, we thought, right, what do we do? So some activists came together and we printed some withdrawal letters. Uh, at that point in time, we didn't know about anything that anything was going to kick off in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So we printed some withdrawal letters and I think there was just some talk and we handed them out to the massager and the madaris to say, well, send these out in the communities and hopefully... You know, um, these are our religious institutes. You'll hand them out to the child. In that letter, there was sufficient information to say that you can withdraw. It's your legal legal right to withdraw up till September 2020. Mm-hmm. So that was the approach we to- took. And uh, when you're an activist, you kind of like tend to think that everybody knows about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, it's only later on when you ask a few people and interact with the population, well, we don't know what's going on. What are you asking us to withdraw from? Yeah. Uh, this this bulldozer's coming our way and it's going to kind of like crush our kids under the LGBT mm. banner. Uh, where? Who says? So there's so much trust that's in put into schools mm, traditionally by our parentage, yeah. and 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 ourselves as well. And uh, you know we're traditionally you traditionally have respect in institutes, yeah. and we have a view that this country, as we were discussing in the car has an interest in child safety and well-being. So, for example, if there's an incident at the mosque and a parent complains, you know, the city council will be around with social services, who smacked who or who shouted at who or who's nipped who. 
So you can't mm. touch your children. Parents can't touch their children. Mm. Nobody can touch their children. You can't traumatise them. Uh, there's the Royal Society for the Protection of Children. So we're looking at these institutes and we feel that, you know, if there's a place in the world where a child's going to be particularly safe, it's going to be in the UK. And mm -hmm. this is kind of like ingrained in our mentality. Uh, and then, you know, all, all of a sudden, these MPs have endorsed LGBT ideology to be introduced to children from the age of five. So that's a bit of a shock. Ah, well, it's going to come into the community in 2020. So we can do something in the meantime and tell the parents about it and we'll get the withdrawal letters in. And, and then streamed in the news of Parkfield and Andrew Moffat. Yeah. So it's like, well, what's, where, where, how did that start? That's RSE, isn't it? No, it's a different programme. Yeah. So they, they, they catch us with the jargon. There's RE, which used to be religious education. <laughs> now it's relationship education. There's RSE, that's uh, relationship and sex education. And one of the brothers has just enlightened me. It, it is currently SRE, sex yeah. and relationship education. So they bombard us with jargon, so we, can, we feel all disorientated and confused. And the brother just pointed out that, look, it's R because the emphasis is on relationship. And what that means is the emphasis is on the LGBT community. Mm. So it's on transgenderism. If you get to the end of that word, it's transgenderism. So all of this information started flowing in uh, and we're still learning into the WhatsApp groups. And, you know, when you're in a WhatsApp group, kind of like you retire at the end of the day, then you look in your WhatsApp group and there's yeah, bombardment all of this. You know, oh my God, this, yeah. this is coming our way. Is there anything we can do about it? And then we started feeding into the Birmingham mm. material. And I kept saying, so all that was happening in the awareness programs was tell parents to do better terbiya of their children. Well, yeah. that's not an answer. You know, or the other solution that I fell into myself was homeschool the child. Well, that's not a solution for the masses. You know, you've got 750 children at Anderton. How many are you going yeah. to do homeschooling? So then we came up with a motto, and that is reclaim your child via withdrawal, basically. Withdrawal. Let us say, don't teach any of this material. Reclaim your child, reclaim your school. These schools mm -hmm. are in the midst of our communities. They don't belong to Andrew Moffat, and they don't belong to Sarah Hewitt. They belong to the parentage in that community. And we have a right under the Act of 2000, 2010, Equalities Act. Mm -hmm. So that's an employment act that's somehow been conflated to kind of like children getting LGBT yeah. education. So, um, you know, we have a right under there. We have a right to bring our child up as a Muslim child or a Sikh child or in the faith of its parentage. So what about all of that? Because this is ID LGBT yeah. ideology. And so we really got... And when the material started rolling in, well, you know, Amir, you know, um, you know, this material is absolutely awful from the age of five, learning about genitalia, names of parts, right down to things mm -hmm. that we wouldn't even like to mention on Islamic programme. What is the penis? Yep. What is the clitoris? What is the vagina? Uh, and uh, I think some communities have had the fortune of people like uh, Brother Yusuf uh, Patel. Yep. Yeah. Yusuf Patel going around giving talks. And then there's Aziz. And then there was Dr. Kate. And then, you know, you might want yeah. to expand the discussion about Dr. Kate, you know? Yeah, she's been under attack as well, right? Yeah, I mean, she got witch-hunted down, yeah. a professional psychologist. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've threatened or ha are threatening to remove her from her position and her work. You know, I think one of the reason, one of the things that's animated so much vitriol against the Muslims of Birmingham, the parents, is that some people essentially at, at their core are, are terrified because of centuries of of stereotypes they've absorbed 
they're terrified of a Muslim community standing up and, and asserting its own voice, asserting its own uh, values, its own uh, you know identity, because they've absorbed for hundreds of years these Orientalist stereotypes that the Muslims are out to get you, they are infidel. The infidels were the Muslims. The original infidels. The word was applied to Muslims, and you know you go through so many different uh, iterations of that. The Moors, the Moriscos, mm-hmm. the the Muslims of India, Indian subcontinent, the British Raj, uh, up to today's you know the um, image of the radical, the extremist Islamist. You know who's trying mm-hmm. to who's trying to take over your country and and um, and get rid of your superior kind of Western values and that kind of stuff. So I think that is partly what's animating a lot of the negative framing. Yes, you know, even when when Newsnight did a piece on you, um, I mean, there's, there's so much goes into the framing of of a piece that people don't even realize. Such as, you know, they had you against a a, a very ominous backdrop of, uh, you know, somebody's asking you simple questions. You know, why, why are you protesting? And then put a mic in front of you. But you know, they they they've got. Um, a really, really dark and gloomy backdrop, really scary kind of Bond villain music playing in the background. Really? Actually, you know, I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, these okay. are things you pick up on because I, 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 I mean, you, you I'm, do, I'm careful for Islam thing, so. to me. I don't do it for others, but yeah. I'm careful to try and try and not, uh, you know, yeah. unconsciously propagate some of these stereotypes and yeah. and, and 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 myths, right? So I, I can I can it's easier to to pick up, right? So that whole piece, for example, was framed in a way of the Muslim kind of other trying yeah. to take over a, a peaceful school or a peaceful society right but in order to move forward now right because muslims inshallah aren't going anywhere uh, if allah wills they're going it's part of part and parcel we're british I- yeah. islam and muslims are part and parcel of the fabric of the uk yeah now how do you get along with somebody else from a different background a different set of uh, views and beliefs the problem is, alhamdulillah, we have a very long established uh, tradition of understanding differences of opinion. Yep. Right? We might not, you know, yeah. um, you know, uh, follow it much. It's a fair point. But we have at the core of it, we have lakum dinukum liyadin. Even from the earliest days of Islam, yep. you know, you had different faiths and uh, uh, even well, uh, you, you take uh, complete Umur, opposites sitting, living to, uh, yeah, I mean, alongside take, each other. You take Umar radhiyallahu's entrance into Jerusalem. Yeah, you know, he he said this is a city that is uh, uh, a Christian city. It's a Muslim city, and he asked, "Where are the Jews?" Mm. This is a Jewish city as well, and he brought the Jews back into Jerusalem. Likewise, when Salahuddin yeah. conquered it uh, after the Crusades, that was the the, the other time the, the Jews were allowed to return. Right. You know, after uh, into yeah. Jerusalem, for example. But you know, the thing is with with. Um, but you know, sorry, sorry. I mean, yeah. you know, th- there is an intellectual bias, and it has been going on for a very long time in the West. You know, Chomsky, if you've you know listened mm-hmm. to him at all, he, he makes that very clear. Uh, you know, and, and uh, um, you know, th- this has this has been going on from since the Crusades. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, so, so, uh, and then in, in in my lifetime, you know, I, I all I remember is. Islam being demonized and then being associated with terrorism, and, and th- this this even is before nine eleven, before some people are too be, young to <laughs> even before. Well, you know the I mean when I was a young man, the yeah. f- one thing I remember very vividly is uh, the um, the Iranian re- Iranian oh, revolution, right? Yeah, yeah. right? Uh, and then Libya was then always the Libyans. Libya was <laughs> always in the news. In Palestine yeah. has always been in the yeah. news, right? 
and and then you had the Afghan war. That was about the only time when the Russians invaded Afghanistan that uh, uh, you know the West uh, Mujahideen with the Mujahid- guys. They, they were, that's right. <laughs> they were referring to them as Mujahideen. Now they yeah. call them Taliban, right? Yeah. And terrorists. Even Rambo fought with them. Me Rambo yeah, fought with them. That's them. right. Yeah. So so this has been going on for decades, to be honest. And uh, um, th- there is a, a clear bias, and and that whole. Um, sort of association with Islam and terrorism has skewed public um, debate and, yeah. and, and the narrative. And that's what we're fighting against here. But, you know, in, in our campaign here anyway, look, we... When I, I experienced Trojan Horse a couple of years ago. Mm. And uh, uh, I, I was very dismayed uh, that... I mean, th- there was a lot of injustice done to yeah, the community there in, in, in Birmingham. Uh, but but I was and dismayed. Later, later proven to be a hoax. Yes, it was. Yeah. A, okay, they were completely false allegations. Yeah. And in fact, I knew at the time they were false allegations. And, and as that, to some extent, that is why, you know, I, I was not really concerned about it because I knew I, I, I just considered mm. them as f- false um, uh, uh, um, newspaper headlines. Um, but what I was dismayed about in particular, actually, was that when I um, campaigned at the school gate, uh, th- this was you know, quite late in, 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 the, in the issue. When I had com- uh, um, campaigned at the school gate, I found parents saying, fe- pa- parents feeling that they didn't belong to this country, yeah. that, that they didn't have rights here, uh, that they were a pariah in, this, in their community in Birmingham. Um, and and they would say things like, "Oh, you know, this is uh, this is a Christian country. We have to do what they say," which is you know directly against uh, British law. Mm-hmm. I, in, when when public schools first started around you know the Second World War, uh, the the Education Act 1944 says very clearly that um, pupils pupils are to be educated in accordance with their parents' wishes. Right, yeah. and this is enshrined in British law and in primary legislation. That's an important distinction to make because you're you're being spun as the people trying to argue against something happening, whereas you're arguing for the rights you already have well, to well, be uh, well, this to be te- recognised. That's right. I mean, this head teacher at Anderson Park School, yeah. um, uh, Sarah uh, Hewitt Clarkson, uh, she she was interviewed yesterday, I think on Monday, right, by um, a, a, a gay um, reporter, and she's telling the reporter that, look, um, these parents, they can't dictate to us uh, what, what we teach uh, with such hubris and arrogance. What, 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 and, but what she's happy to do is to dictate to us what she will teach our children. Mm. Well, you know, she can't trump parental rights over their children's education, and that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and and she, you know, she's doing it with such contempt for the community. You know, the thing you mentioned about this is a Christian country, and we have to do what they say. I think this sentiment, this very feeling, is still what's being um, pushed under the banner of um, secularism or Western liberal values, uh, because the the Protestant, the white Protestant Christian experience has morphed into today's is what today's uh, secular liberal. Um, fashions and tastes are they just uh, as a lot of 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 th- uh, thinkers point out they say this is just today's modern manifestation of white uh, Protestant Christian um, kind of the uh, manifestation. Yeah. Right. So when when you see a ostensibly 
kind of a scary looking brown <laughs> face with a not that not like you're scary looking but scary to someone who's absorbed all of these stereotypes with a beard and yes. or a w- lady yes. wearing a hijab or a niqab saying you know we don't want to teach our kids this even though it might be closer to traditional christian values historical christian values because it goes against the fabric of uh, today's uh, the, the tastes and and cultural yeah. norms favored by people in power today or, or currents in power today it's the same type of blasphemy you know they if you hear if you say for example uh, i don't believe in lgbt as you know these discrete categories that you're teaching kill children um, that's to them like somebody committing blasphemy or saying something heretical because it goes against the the fabric of it's a sort of supremacist attitude absolutely isn't it? Yeah. yeah i but think um, if you look historically uh, at this country or you know the european nations I think there was a time when, right about the 1600s, I forget the gentleman's name, the priest's name, he separated, kind of like, uh, looked at, philosophically looking at Christianity. And mm-hmm. uh, at that point in time, basically he, he, he separated uh, uh, inadvertently um, the faith from the state. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, basically he said, well, man runs this world. Martin God, Luther, yeah. Uh, no, man, man runs this world. So we have free will in this world. So we run the world through causality. So mm-hmm. it's a causal, cause and effect. So, you know, we should explore that. Uh, and God runs the heaven, angels, and the next world. So mm-hmm. that separation led to a separation of faith and state. Yeah? And that continued for another 200 years. They, they dwelt around that. And eventually, basically, they evicted God from their dunyavi mm-hmm. dealings. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, and uh, the solution to, to that kind of like through the, um, you know, it, it worked very well, especially in the colonial period, starting around about that time as well. So they didn't look at other human beings as human beings. Yeah, yeah, so there was all of that period. And then uh, it was survival of the fittest, as you know, around about the 1800s. Mm. So this kind of philosophy gradually gets rid of God from the equation and mm-hmm. gradually gets rid of morality from the equation. And uh, so what creeps in? So if you're getting rid of God, you're getting rid of faith, you're left with go- a godless society. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And uh, so we have the two wars, coming out of the two wars, basically today people identify you know, happily and readily as atheistic people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so th- there's this situation that we've lived with for a very long time, and it's generational atheism. where this, And if you, you basically stand for nothing. You have no moral basis or base to stand from. An objective yeah, basis. There's no, so so um, it's, that's led the individual, that kind of like freed the individual. Now all, the, the colonialism had brought all the wealth in and upon that wealth was more wealth. And uh, despite the United Nations uh, agreements back in the 50s, you know, we found that there's been continuous aggression towards nations so that they remain suppressed. I mean, there's no denying that. So there's a little clip on YouTube. It says global wealth distribution. It's my favourite one. Mm. And if you look at that, that clip is a four-minute clip. It just shows you the disparity of wealth. And so, so much wealth has rolled in to these, these nations uh, for decades now. There is so much food everywhere, nobody even has to work mm. for it anymore. And so uh, they were able to push individualism. And so that separated the family in the 70s and 80s. And at the same time, we've had the media explosion. Mm. So people could get their ideology out. So there's a so, you know, the sofa culture of watching television and you're absorbing all of that. 
you're absorbing all of that. And this is, you know, spanning out in my lifetime. I was born in 63, so there, there's a giveaway for my age, <laughs> which is not an issue. Um, but, you know, it's spanning. So we used to watch Joe, Joe 90 with uh, kind of like, yeah. not cartoon figures, the little plastic dolls, dolls that they would yeah. move about on the screen, so it was ridiculous. But look at the explosion in information, and much of mm. that information has been used to um, indoctrinate people. Oh, have your individual mm. lifestyle. Oh, yeah, we've got labour. You know, China's voted to do all the slavery for the world. They're, build, you know, they're mm. making your trainers mm. for £2. We'll sell you them for £200. China's making jeans for £2. You can buy them for £40, £50. And so it's driven this global slavery, this wealth, and, and the music industry, and the film industry, towards kind of like immoral, more and more immorality. More and more immorality. And it used to be adultery. And then it's moved on to, well, uh, the situation we're in now. And if, as if that's not enough, now they want to bring it into the classroom. So at the centre of all of this, you're saying, you're suggesting is is the, the putting of the individual person's desires and whims yeah. and temporary gratification of pleasures as the kind of the yeah. god. Well, what else is there to offer? The, I mean, basically, they don't, I feel that the, the vision is that people in this country should just be consumers. Look, yeah. we've conquered the world 200 times over. Our one pound is equivalent to, what, 180 rupees in Pakistan? Our one pound is equal to almost 100 rupees in India? These mm. people are happy to work for us, sell for us, supply the cotton. They're so much wealthier. You've got the media to entertain yourselves. You can watch any, almost anything that you want. So the one thing they don't want society to look at is how much damage has been inflicted to the world out there. Mm -hmm. But subhanAllah, it's been Allah's blessing. You know, they tax the air if they could. It's been Allah's blessing. He brings out the sun. He brings down the rain. He brings the wind. Plants grow. So lots of nations have moved away from interacting with kind of like nations who are vicious. Mm. And so in and around this, we've had two wars, two good functional nations devastated in our lifetimes. Yeah, at least two, Iraq mm. and Syria. Yeah, mm. one was by direct attack. And the second one was proxy wars. Uh, oh, it was a proxy yeah. war. It was a supported proxy war when the population need pro, uh, uh, when the population they were pro they were given weapons, but when it was time for starvation and support wasn't to be given, there was no food that was dropped. Mm. So we've seen all of that. But so the, the, so so I feel that there is a feeling in these nations that oh we can do almost the one thing we do not want is anybody looking at the history. So it's about dumbing down the population. Very narrow uh, worldview. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, mm. I, I think uh, you know what, what for, for us. You see, my, my my experiences here in in both in Trojan Horse and in uh, this this current campaign that we're running. Um, my experiences is that you know, as as individuals, all we can do is do the best that we can, behave in an honest manner. And uh, and and what we decide to do should be done in, uh, considering everyone. So, you know, considering our community, considering the society, uh, the wider society. Um, and and this campaign, I mean, even in, in Trojan Horse, for example, I was saying that this, uh, you know, one of the parents, parents were saying to me that, you know, this is a Christian country, we have to do uh, what they say. We, we simply do not inter uh, do not um, engage with the wider community mm -hmm. sufficiently. Uh, this uh, uh, issue with LGBT teaching in our schools has has uh, started a debate, and I think that is a very good thing. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's about time that we, as a community, did start dealing with controversial issues and uh, and did start engaging 
with the wider community and also engaging with the democratic process as well. Some you people have tried to demonize, some people have tried to um, you know, spin this as some kind of thing. I think if the Muslim uh, parents, Muslim community, this, this is a good example of um, just, just laboring on yes. and, and becoming too loud to, for people to ignore. Well, so eventually they have to... They have to accept Muslims are, are have human status, and they should should yeah. be should be consulted on on certain things like like uh, adult human beings. Well, yes, I mean, <coughs> you know, we, we in, I've not experienced our community in Birmingham ever mm. standing up and raising the voice United. in this manner. Uh, well, protesting, you know, and and and, and t- together, um, I've never experienced that um, in in all my life, in fact. Mm. Well, there was, I think... Uh, and and I it's happening now, which is a good thing, I think. I think uh, I've been educated in this country. I went to a wonderful school. My yes. teachers were absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've had a wonderful upbringing in this country, as far as I'm concerned. I have a family, this security, this safety. Sad to say, I mean, so I'm not talking the country down. I mean, we've enjoyed in the wealth, be it wealth of perception or whichever way you look at it. Mm-hmm. So so I, I feel I want to give something back to the country in a... In, 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 I'd like to p- give something back. It's not about being silent. You need to give something back. And I think if we can, if, if we just stand our ground and say the Muslim community has got something to offer, parentage out there par- from the indigenous population, they don't have to swallow this whole. Look at us. Mm. We're standing up to this. The community is standing up to this. We're uh, making, sending out awareness. And I'm sure there's Middle England who resonate with what we're doing. It's just that we've got to put it out there yeah. where, it's ki- where it's eloquent and it's beautiful and it's presented in a lovely way. That's probably why you're not getting an opportunity to do that. <laughs> Normally just you know, presenting you as some kind of bogeyman. Yes. You know, yeah. The yeah. But ha- having said that, you know, we, uh, uh, I found that the more that I've interacted with the uh, reporters... Uh, the more that they've appreciated what our campaign is about. Yeah. I mean, and, and individually, they might be nice people, but because they they don't make the editorial decisions, no, uh, like what music to put in the background of your... No, no, <laughs> no you, you're, you're not. I mean, for example, yeah. that, that program, Newsnight, that you're referring to, you know, they did mention the uh, uh, proselytizing yeah. and, and promis- promiscuity, which is, you know, which is something that I, I, I said that this is, uh, mm. you know, what we're afraid of. I mean, uh, I was listening children. to LBC today, for example, and uh, it was really, really disingenuous. He was, you know, the, the presenter James O'Brien. He, he, um, uh, he got a clip of somebody arguing outside the school, and saying, you know, oh, you know, God didn't create men to play for each other's pleasure. He created women for the pl- for that purpose, for the pleasure yeah. of men. And in that context, it completely just took out that little thing, that little clip saying, look, this Muslim guy, he believes women were just created for the pleasure of men. And he proceeded for an hour to just refute him and how misogynistic and evil he is and imagine what he's teaching his daughters and all that kind of stuff. So the individuals who, you know, who might have been recording that in the first place might be a nice guy, but well, let me it's up to the person let who's let me got t- the finger tell on you, the... You know, <laughs> Becky, uh, um, uh, what's it, Becky... Um, She's the, 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 the Sky News reporter who actually uh, recorded that uh, that okay. report. Um, she, she, uh, she but that, that gentleman, in fact, said that both women and men mm. are are have been created for each other's pleasure, right? But she she only took the bit 
that, oh, that you know the first bit, yeah. and 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 she didn't, did, you know, not know yeah. the rest of well, what he said. Moving is actually, he, he, he did actually say companionship. And he did say yeah. companionship. Yeah, did. That's right. Yeah. Um, so so it's very selective, and and yeah, yeah it, it 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 is um yeah, but that's you, you will get that bias, and and but but what I have also found is that you know as as a as a community that has always been vilified. Um, that we are you know, in this campaign. We have had our message uh, come out to some degree, mm. uh, which is better than nothing. Um, but but I, I think this sort of engagement needs to continue. And and You're uh, going to be yeah. And, I mean, and, if you look at the if you look at the um, kind of black power movements in the U.S. in the last fifty hundred years, they for the first many years, decades, they were just vilified, vilified, vilified. Whenever they whatever they were doing, they would. You know, you you remember Malcolm X's famous uh, Rahimahullah, famous uh, statement. You know, the media, the newspapers will uh, spin things to make the oppressor look like the oppressed, and the oppressed look like the oppressor. That's you know? right. Yeah. Um, We've experienced same that. Same happening yeah. here. You know, yeah. you're arguing for your your uh, legal rights, yeah. but you're painted as some kind of aggressor. Uh, you know, who's trying to change change the system uh, uh, in some kind of insidious way, um, but. What Mulan uh, Sab, you said about kind of Middle England and a lot of people, you know, kind of agreeing with Muslims if they actually heard what you're saying, what you're calling for, not not filtered through the the, the kind of uh, biased coverage yeah. and some outright racist coverage, you know, the go back go to Islamabad kind of coverage. That's right, yeah. Uh, but the actual your genuine Based. actual words, if they if they look at your own uh, words, they will agree with you. And it's funny enough that someone was saying this morning that even a UKIP. <laughs> MEP, I don't know if that's good for your cause or not, but a UKIP MEP was ringing up the radio to, you know, defend, say, you know, I stand by these Muslim parents who are, you know, asking yeah. for this, this and that, um, because it uh, fundamentally it speaks to the fitrah of, of even like a um, Christian parents and that. Kind All of human that beings, stuff. really. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah. the wonderful thing right now. At this, I mean, we're doing it now. It's about the flow of information. Mm. I think we're in a great time. Uh, a very great time. Uh, it's a time where you don't have to watch television <coughs> and get fed. You can search yeah. out whatever you want to watch on your phone, through your WhatsApp groups. You can get information. Information can flow. And that's why, you know, I make do for this organisation and such uh, videos, mm. you know, people who do this, this work. Mm. So basically, we were sat there and we've been moaning for three months. And we've been getting these videos and we've been getting these pictures and we've had a library of about a thousand, you know, if yeah. you go to the media, there's 500 pictures, documents, links. So mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we're kind of like the, the whole group is mega traumatised. Uh, there are people that speak and there are other people who are mega traumatised but silent. Yeah. So what, what came of it is this little leaflet that these people had uh, printed and right okay. at the bottom of it, right at the bottom of it, like two millimetre letters, there's a telephone number. So I gave this telephone number a ring. Uh, earlier to this, I'd been in, I went on the Alan Rockwet website and got in touch with one of the parents just to follow up what's happening in Parkfield, but I didn't know you, Amir. Right. Yeah, I didn't know you, so that was Javid. And I used to get some information from Javid, asking him not to fold. Uh, and then uh, I got this little telephone number and I, and I rang it. And uh, Shaquille picked it up. <laughs> and I said, you know, I must congratulate you on your campaign, the work that you're doing, it's wonderful. Give it a good stance and don't buckle. 
and he said, uh, yeah, why don't you come along? Come along and join us. So, uh, right. yeah, this is, uh, so this is just a little bit for the radio listeners. Oh, is that how you came to yeah. Birmingham yeah, last so week then? Yeah, so Shkiel would have been here, by the way, but yeah. unfortunately he, his, uh, his uh, uh, kid wasn't well. So uh, he, He's the lead campaigner at Anderson yeah. Park School. So uh, Shaquille sent... Uh, he's been um, receiving the brunt of the abuse online, I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah, he has, he has yeah. Twitter yeah, and he's stuff. He's put a massive bulls, bullseye on, his, uh, on himself. So we're all confused that this program <coughs> is supposed to be rolled out in September 2020. What's it? Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I jumped in the car, asked people if they wanted to join in. Yes, there were some yes and no, short notice, and I came along. And uh, quarter past two, uh, we were invited. So mm-hmm. I prayed someone mm-hmm. in a masjid in Birmingham. This is my experience, so just let you know to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, prayed Salah in a huge mosque on the left hand side. There was some TV, a huge screen we come from a little town you know <laughs> and this is you know six lane motorways through the city so it's not like that i've not been through birmingham before but yeah it was i try not to get out of town i like our little town no, no, it's so, not the yorkshire hills yeah, in, it's in, not the yorkshire in, in, hills, in birmingham, hills. Right. no not here <laughs> not here it's just communities upon communities upon communities mm-hmm. yeah so uh you know, running to Anderton Park, and then uh, Shaquille's there, welcomes me. There's a small community. These hijabi ladies are there. There's some chanting through the microphone. Yeah. And that's his way. That's his way of going about it. That's right. So, uh, and then, uh, so basically the strategy that Shaquille had was to, that he could get some leaflets out, this leaflet here, asking parents not to ch- send the children in. And he, uh, he, he'd been putting them out a few days earlier as well. Yep. So basically raising awareness that we're not getting anywhere with this head, headmistress mm-hmm. at this school and you need to withdraw your yep. children. So there was an example of that at Parkfield and 600 parents had withdrawn. And we were 600 all, children. 600 yeah. children, parents mm-hmm. had withdrawn their child. Yep. So we were really kind of like happy about them. You know, but da- um, up in the north, we're like, there's a wonderful group of people out there, you know. <laughs> they stand for their rights. It's a cosmopolitan environment. You know, the parents are all charged. The third, fourth generation in the UK. And that's the example we need to follow. Yeah. Little did I know that there had to be so much activism work yeah. to get them yeah. to get, get there. Yeah. So um, so we, we, we've always held, you know, there's the example. If you want to look up to the Sahaba kind of people in the UK, <laughs> it is Birmingham. <laughs> well, I don't know. But that's, that's a very so, high accolade. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I suppose we came up and then uh, it was wonderful to see... Some the of the pe- Southerners here are saying, no, 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 we can't have that. We've got to cut that part out. So, <laughs> so, You're basically saying Birmingham is like your London. Oh, right, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> You know, they stand up for the rights. Mm. And uh, to be fair, earlier on in the no, summer... No, actually, you know, what one Mawlana means, actually, is that, you know, when, uh, when um, the Prophet's early um, difficulties and the persecution that he, he, he received and, and uh, the work that the Muslims did in, in the early years of, of Islam, it was perseverant. They were the ones who were oppressed. Um, the the you know the Gresh had the upper hand, mm. and and it's the same <coughs> here as well in the sense that you know we, um, we we in fact we are an oppressed community in Birmingham. There is a considerable degree of racism and Islamophobia, mm-hmm. and 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 y- you do have to in fact you know, what what uh, um, Abdullah is saying is that you know we've we've worked hard and you do have to work hard. If you want to get your message out there, you want to bring people together. I mean, you know, for me, uh, this campaign uh, doesn't matter what happens. But if I find that my community is more aware of the issue, uh, then my job is done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have, I have, I have bought something better 
uh, to the community. I've made them aware of, of um, I- issues that concern them and, and, and played my part in, yeah. in, in improving society. Oh, well, uh, we should have done this a bit earlier, but can you give some examples of your, what you're actually calling for specifically? Because how it's being portrayed is... You know, these Muslims are homophobic and they don't want to teach k- their kids about the existence of, you know, <coughs> yeah, um, I mean, kids yeah, with two yeah, mums or look, two look, dads we, or whatever. What, what we're saying is that, you know, let, let, uh, we, we can live in a respectful and tolerant manner with, uh, uh, despite having differences, despite having moral differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- let, let us live our lives according to our morals and, and, and uh, uh, the LGBT uh, members can live their lives according to their morals. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not imp- we we will not impose our morals on you. You do not impose your morals on us. Uh, that that's quite s- simply you know w- w- what it is. But in, in terms of um, I I know there has been a lot of um, uh, misinformation in the media. Yeah. But you know I, I don't think that <coughs> we should dwell on that too much. Look, I- I- every community in Britain that you know shares our morals, it's a concern for them. And and the way we have tackled it is mm-hmm. you you will find that. You take Shkid, for example, uh, uh, Fatima and Mariam. These are young um, parents, uh, and and they um, and they're articulate. They've been born and raised here in Britain. They've had all their education here, and and it's these mums and dads that 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 are the ones that will actually make a difference. They're yeah, the ones. They're the extremists. Well, okay, in quotation marks. Yeah, the, 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 we we are yeah. no. We, we are saying we we're, we're asking don't force. Your morals on us—that's yeah. extremism. That's totalitarian attitude, uh, and and it's not us who are forcing anything on anybody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's so very important yeah. to recognize that because that doesn't come out that clearly when it's uh, you know it's clear yeah, for you yeah. what you obviously yeah, what you're, your you're complaints right. are yeah. because you're in the midst of it. But as as somebody uh, observing from outside. Um, it's it's spun yeah. very very 180 degrees uh, yeah. the opposite direction. Like you you guys are trying to impose your yeah. will on some school or whatever when the the law is in the, the normal. You know your your yeah. right. You're just yeah. calling for yeah. your rights. Well, yeah, you can see the prejudice. And it's important yeah. to recognize. Yeah. You know, one of the problems with, um, uh, you know, with with Muslims living in an area where people don't have a generally an Islamic uh, background and history. Is we assume certain things that, that are for granted, and likewise they might take certain things for granted with us. Um, it's very, very rare, actually, for um, you know uh, Western Westerners in general, like uh, Europeans and Americans, kind of call them natives or um, you know uh, indigenous, indigenous or whatever the, the, yeah. the politically correct term is. Yeah, um, it's very. Odd and strange for them to generally, or very new, to have different views and um, ways of life, or even religions, living together side by side. It's something we take for granted because right from the beginning, as you know, lakum dinukum yes. we have we have a way to articulate that two types of people can live together. But for, for the Western mindset, that even the the concept of law, for example, is something that's to be um, imposed on everyone. Well, and it's it's impossible to have competing i mean for us it's it's, it's absolutely normal you can, you know you have two different systems of law sitting side by side next to each other if you're a jew you go to the jewish courts if you're muslim you go to the islamic I mean, courts and historically but uh, in mm-hmm. a western context it it's uh, the 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 
the the cultural kind of uh, landscape is a very monolithic one well, it generally is. until recently yeah well it, it is it, there used to be the issue of the meaning of life i mean that's yeah. uh, your philosophical position well, how yeah. are you going to make sense of your existence in the earth and abrahamic faiths have had it good uh, very very good and the islamic faith has it the, the very best because our our faith is preserved through the memorization of the mm. quran it's still there and it's in practice it gives us our uh, family unit it gives us our community spirit it gives us our communities and shopping spirit whatever we do together mm-hmm. it gives us our dress code uh, and it gives us um, you know how we how we live day to day and that's you know, you're basically your yeah. values so basically once that question is not important the meaning of life for a community yeah so uh, they're looking at someone completely different from themselves you're approaching life from two different worldviews. Yeah. One worldview is, ob- I'd say objective, because we have the dunya as an objective viewpoint and Allah as the creator of it. Mm-hmm. So you have a creator that you're answerable to. It's not subjective about how I feel about that yeah. or what I'm going to do, but that's my starting point. God made the world. God made these clouds. God made these trees. He, he, he used causality uses causality that's what gives us our free will but that's how a child is brought up Allah made this Allah made that Mm. Allah made this and despite thousands of scientific discoveries on the other side we have we very often have school teachers or science uh, and uh, it will be a subjective viewpoint Mm. God will never be mentioned so say for example I'm going to make a scientific example. I think you, you'll, you'll find it reasonably easy to follow. Say, for example, you have the letter I. It's a straight line. You put two I's together and it can make an L. You put three together and it makes an M. You put two, flip the M and it makes a W. So we're assigning m- meaning to a simple straight line. We're assigning a meaning. Mm-hmm. So when that comes out in chemistry, for example, that you know you have uh, you have an atomic number and it's one, and then you put two hydrogens together, it becomes helium, and you put three together and it becomes lithium. So this is the periodic table. That's the same as the example of the I and the L and the M and the W. Mm-hmm. They're just increasing, increase from the first increment. So that's clearly a language of materialism. Those meanings to those chemicals, everything's made out of hydrogen, but yet they have different properties. Those properties are assigned by God. But never in the chemistry lesson will the teacher look at it like that. You know, it's like, uh, it's just incidental that it has a property. You know, uh, lithium has got three, uh, three, basically three, uh, the weight of three. Yeah, three, three. But what is it? It's It's a metal. So those meanings are assigned by God. So basically what I'm saying is, that we look at the world as if it's designed. <coughs> and the, 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 the opposing community, who ha- basically the atheistic community, approaches it from, inc- it's just incidental, it's not mm. really that important. But you know the thing is, I think that's what their claim is. Yeah. Because when somebody claims to approach something without uh, or by ignoring uh, creator or God, they're just bringing other presumptions and other so either social constructs in this case, or um, societal fashions and norms and so forth, and just taking them for granted instead of critically looking at them. Yeah. So what happens is, <coughs> excuse me. What happens is, for example, um, uh, the, w- w- what what what's happening now is 
Muslims are, are a, a Muslim student in in class. He or she he's he or she has their kind of worldview that you know they 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 the purpose of life and so on and so forth. But uh, the teacher who might be an atheist or something like this, um, they they might think they're being neutral in ignoring or not favoring one uh, you know religion over another. But what in fact they're doing is just bringing their own they are uh, subjective, subjective view- viewpoints exactly. and yes. cultural tastes and and cultural norms and cementing that as the the as the neutral as the zero starting point. You, you can say secularism is a religion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean that's why that's why so, a lot so of people say it's yeah. it's just a modern iteration of uh, uh, Protestantism rather than. Uh, general, but yeah. So, yeah. so well, before we actually uh, before the program ends, yeah. uh, I, can I just say that um, the you know, as far as this campaign uh, is, is concerned, and you know wh- what we're what we're asking parents to mm-hmm. do is that uh, I think you know every school should have a parent body. Yeah. Parents should um, be active in terms of finding out what their children are being taught, especially on this. Uh, sex and relationship education and on LGBT teaching, and and they should engage with the with the the school, uh, and uh, you know they they should have no hesitation after you know, exhausting efforts in terms of um, uh, engaging with the school and and trying to um, um, uh, you know, convey their concerns to them. Mm-hmm. They should have no you know hesitation in in, in taking action. Yeah, because Very quite honestly, we as as a community, we are not politically represented. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. our our councillors and our MPs do not represent our perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we have twenty four councillors in Birmingham. Uh, none of them have said anything on this, except one councillor, uh, Mohammed Idris, who spoke in favour of the parents at Parkfield School, but was he then was silenced yeah. by mm-hmm. the the Labour whip. And, and threatened to be kicked out of the party <coughs> unless he apologized. Mm. So, so we we are in fact without a voice. Uh, unless you you raise your own voice, then your 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 rights and your values and your morals are just going to be trampled over. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is one. You know, if this campaign can get that message out to people that look, it's it's up to you to safeguard your children's morality. It's up to you to claim your your rights under law. Because yeah. you know, the, the, the don't just think somebody is going to come along and, and save he's you. He's going to do it. They're not <laughs> going to do it. And 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 as as a, as people, as Muslims, as people of Iman, actually, it's our duty to 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 take that step. You know, when you see something, uh, some injustice taking place, you must react to it. You must uh, deal with it. You must speak out on it, and you must uh, you know uh, uh, move towards uh, physically uh, take action to try and rectify it. Mm. Um, and and you know for for so many years and decades we as a community have not been doing that, and I think you know it, it is time, and and I think we do now have a, a generation of of um, p- people in our community now young mums and dads who have been raised and, and and educated in this country, 
who are articulate who can do it and they feel confident they and don't they have confident. that mentality That's that right. you know i have to ob- you know obey what the christian says yeah. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> you know i mean th- thank you for that well, Lydia. Not, I, not, not quite the christian so yeah, what, the what, they, what they understand yeah well yeah. well no i mean he's referring to the you know yeah. what, like like the parents, parents do say at the school gate they look you know uh, it's the law we have to do it you know we yeah. and in, in a similar fashion as if you know they, they don't have any rights here yeah. but you know you take fatima for example the young mom who came out and and, and said look if you're not going to listen to me i don't want you teaching my child this okay to be gay i'm going to go to the papers and she phoned she mm. phoned um uh, birmingham mail uh, and 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 gave a story to them and it became national news now that took some courage but but fatima was able to do that because she she's a young mom she's born and raised here she felt that she belongs here this is her country and she has rights here mm. and 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 that is what you know gave her the strength to come out and say that i have not found another mom like fatima in fact in all my uh, you know d- uh, dealings with the, the many schools that i've campaigned at so uh, if some uh, young moms and dads who feel confidently muslim and confidently that they belong here if they're listening how can they get involved and um, you know maybe uh, give them some practical yeah. advice how can they so basically um, you know the organization is called the national parents forum on rse i took the mm. opportunity to say that to uh, sky news as well <laughs> uh, when i turned up on friday okay. uh, basically our point of argument is that for primary schools there is no obligation to teach any of this yeah. so damian hill says for example i'll quote him we expect secondary schools to include lgbt content that's just an expectation by the way yeah. and then it conti- Hines. Yeah, Hines, yeah. Uh, and then it continues that's a yorkshire accent yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay thank you and then it continues primary schools are enabled and encouraged to cover lgbt content if they consider it age appropriate to do so yeah. so we inferred from that that there is no obligation to teach it so if it's, but mm-hmm. the veto lies with the headmaster not with the parents so that's very very rude yeah mm-hmm. so but anyway if a headmaster doesn't want the headache and is do- at his doorstep headmaster headmistress they just don't need to teach it because mm-hmm. this is a loophole in the law for primary schools still feels like a uh, maybe giving a actually it's a short term bandage imm- so, sorry so no, it's, it's immoral for the head teacher to teach something that the parents are not approving of yeah, if, yeah. If you know they, they have a, they do have a right over the children's education oh. and and although the parents don't have a veto right but and and the 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 school is run by the head teacher which is fair enough but he can't ignore parents wishes exactly exactly that's just immoral of him to yeah, do that well that's what's happening in birmingham and what's been wonderful for our community back in yorkshire and throughout the country is that y- there is a there is a staunch fight being put up in birmingham and we've seen that now we don't need but that's that fight that you're doing there head teachers up and down the country are looking at that and uh, you took this from our leaflet i i, I do know that and you put mm-hmm. it on your leaflet that there's no mm-hmm. obligation yes, well your yeah. headmistress picked that up and contacted Damien Hines yeah yeah yep. and she said take this basically she was saying take the loophole out give us a di- mm. give us direct instruction so the the lobby is very very strong so she can be big brother over our children yeah, oh yeah. yeah well done yeah, yeah. so yeah. but no it's not going to happen so what we're doing no, is we've got not. a parent pack coming out 
Inside, so what's the name of this organisation So again? it's called the National Parents Forum on National, RSE. National Parents Forum on RSE. We've got some telephone numbers where parents can join. We'll put some links in the Yeah, do put some links in. And uh, there's a kind of like a mums only group okay. where they can chat and share information. And mums okay. are managing that. Then there's a general group that everybody's on. And then there's an information only group where you don't listen to any chat, but you get the information. Okay. Yeah. And it takes quite some time to get... To, to see pain exactly what's happening. And when it finally clicks with you, it's going to be quite shocking and you'll want to become mm. an activist. Uh, what, what we're doing now is, in conjunction with Birmingham, we're going to arrange, we're going to print 50,000 of these as a first print, uh, hopefully printing another 50,000, reaching out to the Madaris and Makatim and saying, mm -hmm. can you get these out to the parents, yeah? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's very good what Abdullah's done, actually, and I'll tell you why he's been able to do that. It's because um, they've had time whilst we've been at the school gate mm. and we've been running around, <laughs> right, uh, they've been sitting there Stop in their, in their WhatsApp notes. group, right, and, and, and it's very good, it's very yeah. good, yeah. and I, I'm, I will be using his, his material. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, so, so when people have this material, uh, they, they, the hard work is at the school mm -hmm. gate. Mm -hmm. You know, standing at the school gate, lobbying parents, making them aware of what, what's happening in the school, and, and, uh, um, and, and doing that, you know, consistently. Because it, it, that is what makes the difference. When you're at the gate and, 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 and your parents see you on a daily basis, they, they begin to have more confidence in you. Yeah. They start engaging with you. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's had to happen in Birmingham. In our areas, the programme hasn't been rolled out. People no. have asked and it's like very, very watered down. So there's nothing to protest about just yet. But the vision that the LGBT community have and the government have is already there. So in the first instance, what will happen is it will be very watered down so that it can be set uh, up in our communities over five years. But, but, but that's not going to happen mm, either. Yeah. Abdullah, are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. The schools and schools, we've got a difficult school there. You have to bear in mind, you know, the parents in, in Birmingham didn't know about this. Yeah. It had been going on for years. So, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure that... Uh, uh, it, it's all no, it in, in every school. It's watered no. down it, up up north. I mean, Manchester. The, you know, uh, uh, they they have found that you know it's it's not so watered down, and and there are yeah. issues. So because we're such a kind of like a tight knit community, tight -knit community yeah. it's parents have gone in and asked. You know, from our groups. So we've made the initial inquiries, and you get the feedback that no, it's not like that. If you give them some pictures of books, oh, we haven't got those books. Yeah. Oh, they're not in our libraries. So we're going to get that. The point is, what the point I'd like to make to the mm -hmm. listeners is that they're not going to give you the book straight away. You're going to have to demand them. Yes. And yeah. you're going to have to yes. demand not yeah. one book, but the full lesson plans for the whole year. What exactly are you doing with RSE yeah. post 2020? Are you teaching it now? Can I see exactly mm -hmm. what you're... You're going to have to demand it. They're not going to be forthcoming and giving you it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to try to feb fob parents off. So it's not just like you can go to school and it's going to be willy-nilly and easy. It's mm. something difficult. You, you've got to make an effort and do some yeah. research and so to that yeah, end, for your child's sake. Yeah. So yeah. to that end, I mean, I'd just like to say before the programme ends, is we've decided to have a number of conferences. Yes. We don't like parents to travel far. They've got children and they've got responsibilities. So we're going to conferences in Birmingham. We're yeah. starting with Birmingham because that's, this is where it's mm -hmm. all kicked off. Yeah. And then we'll have one, a, a, an awareness, a launch a conference in our area, that's Yorkshire, West Yorkshire. Then there'll be something in Manchester, hopefully, in liaison with the people in Manchester, mm -hmm. uh, uh, where the Muslim gay cabaret went in. Yeah? Right. And that's where it kicked off in Manchester. Yeah. That's al Khidayah you're referring yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's right. They, they, that's what the, the, the Muslim gay group yeah. call, call themselves. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, then possibly one in Blackburn. So we have our contacts in Blackburn, and there'll be something okay. in that area, Blackburn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you know, um, so this is what we're doing. So, mm. y- can I just say on that as well that you know we uh, th- there's we've got a protest taking place on Friday. We will welcome anybody from around UK to come and join <laughs> us. You know, sure. the, uh, it, it's it's a, it's a, you know Friday if, if you are concerned. Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. That's okay. right. It's after Juma the protest at two thirty. Okay. Outside Anderton Park School, Did, they'd already uh, um, said I came and they said I'd instigated it. <laughs> so you got all so, the credit so for the hard work. Well, <laughs> after it had been taking place for two yeah. months, and he's got the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. so you know I must be very his powerful. Ba- his bed is the longest. So, so they, yeah. I, I didn't even deny it, and I didn't say yes or no. I just <laughs> felt the power for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, we hope to come up actually. Okay. Despite them saying that these are people from those re- the, uh, the other areas. Well, well is it Another thing that people could also attend is there's a Gay Pride March uh, this coming Saturday in Birmingham, mm-hmm. right? And it's being led by Andrew Moffat. Now, it, there, there have been regular gay, gay Pride marches in Birmingham, but we've you know, never uh, you know, sort of attempted to uh, uh, do anything there. Um, but uh, you know, they've deliberately put Andrew Moffat at the front mm-hmm. of this Gay Pride March, and they know that he's a controversial figure, and that the community in Birmingham does have an issue with with, with him and what so he's these the campaigners running. are clearly so taking sides then. Uh, so 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 yeah. well so we, we you know we uh, I'm I I will be there mm. at the uh, gay parade march uh, you know with uh, uh, you know protesting uh, and and I invite anyone else who wishes to come there it, we will be, we will be having a peaceful protest so bear in mind incidentally you know all our literature says that we do not accept any homophobic behavior in our campaign mm. uh, and, and we do not uh, you know, accept any homophobic behavior from any of our supporters. They are not our supporters if they behave in that manner. So th- this, this protest on Saturday when the Gay Pride March is taking place, it, is, it will also be a peaceful protest. It will not be a homophobic protest, but we will be making our point that you know, we do not agree with um, uh, such teaching in, uh, in, in schools to children who don't share their moral position. I'd just like uh, to... Um, I'd just like to say that the allegations about this work are that you're homophobic. Well, the Muslim population has been here for decades now, when yeah. have, and homosexuality has been here for decades. When have we spoken against it? We've That's only right. spoken against it when it's been uh, brought into primary schools and secondary schools at almost 100% Muslim attendance. Well, well, That's yeah. when we've stood up. Well, Abdullah, you so point, take, point. take, for example, Andrew Moffat. He's been yeah. in a Parkfield school for many years, and he's been treated with e- just as much respect as any other teacher at that school. Mm. The only thing that changed earlier this year is that parents, parents discovered what he was teaching their children. Mm. And, and he was hiding, and effectively he was hiding it from them. I can imagine, and, and, I can and, imagine and now. So, so you, know, mm. we're, we are, you know, if we were homophobic, uh, Andrew Moffat would have received homophobic behavior towards him you know, in the last uh, yeah. several years yeah. that he's been there. Well, that's a very important point. Um, okay, I'd like to continue the discussion, but I'm wary of uh, <laughs> Maghrib coming. Uh, yeah. Jazakallah oh, khair. Thank you very much. Amir and Molana Abdullah. Jazakallah khair, brothers and sisters and friends for watching at home. Uh, if you like the conversation, give it a like and share. If you didn't, then uh, <laughs> give it a like and share anyway and let us know your opinions in the comments below. Uh, maybe in the future, inshallah, we'll have you guys again on the podcast. Um, and yeah, inshallah. Thank Thank you for you for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.